With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Everybody, welcome to Hollying Up and Listen. Rejoice! The Sabres have ended the four-game losing streak, and they've beaten the Toronto Maple Leafs, avoiding the series sweep, uh, the season series sweep, and uh, coming back from being down 2-0 um, to win 4-3. Uh, Alex Nylander with a late, very, very late, I think like a minute and one second left to close the gap to 4-3, to but Buffalo was able to close it out. Uh, Alex Tuck, couple clicks for him, getting back in the lineup. We all know, we've seen it with this team, how sorely he is missed in this lineup, uh, on the ice, in the locker room, on the bench. Like, he is a leader like no other. And I know this discussion is going to keep happening. I'm going to keep bringing it up because I, I truly believe that is the next captain of the Buffalo Sabres once Kyle uh, decides to hang it up, whether it's after this year or next, you know, whatever decide the decision he decides to make. Uh, 100%, in my opinion, he is the next captain of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, but again, he, he, sorely missed player. Uh, that top line was not the same. They had a few moments there with Jack Quinn on it where they seemed to kind of get things going. But, I mean, the results weren't there. Um, you were just – you weren't able to play consistent hockey. Even tonight, to start this game, the first 30 minutes, it was ugly. It was getting ugly. Uh, and for me – just wa- just watching that, I was getting furious. I know there's some confusion on the shot count, uh, you know, shots on goal, what they were. But I uh, halfway through the game, you know, according to NHL.com, we had seven shots on net. And I'm just sitting there we're going with the same old conversation. It's like this team is not meeting the moment. They're not showing up. Uh, you know, it's, you know, you're starting to think, you know, this team is done like dinner season's over. You know, I, I – I was I was in that position. I was feeling like that. It was uh, it was getting pretty nerve wracking to say the least. And you know they responded the second half of that game. Quick goal there by Jack Quinn at the, uh, the very end of a power play. I don't think it was it wasn't a power play goal. But it was at the very end of the power play. Um, Alex Tuck ties it up off a beautiful pass from Tage Thompson behind the back no look pass. He he just knew he knew Tuck was there. And Tuck buried. He fin- finished first 29th. Uh, 
the workhorse from Whitehorse, same situation, throws the puck is thrown on net. And good things happen when you go to the net. You know, good things happen when you throw the puck to the net from all angles. Like I've always said this team, at least uh, in certain situations, you know, we're not, we're not good enough to win it just on talent alone. You have to go get those dirty, grimy garbage, mighty ducks, one goals, right. You know, find the garbage in front. Uh, that's the type of goals this team's going to keep scoring to, uh, to keep themselves in this playoff race. And through the puck on that from the point, you had three bodies in front. You were playing more desperate than the Leafs there. You had them outnumbered, and Dylan Cousins finds that puck and buries it. Uh, and then Alex Tuck seals the deal, ends up having the game-winning goal. I, thought, I was hoping to get the hat trick there at the end. At the end. But, uh, you know, great. He, uh, Alex Tuck gets his 30th of the season. First time ever scoring 30 goals in his career. Uh, you know, a couple clicks for him. Guy, uh, there was an interesting stat. I forget uh, who tweeted it out, but um, Alex Tuck is – just under, I think, a point a game per player over his career so far at Buffalo, and Jack Eichel's far from that, which I know people, some people are just tired of the whole, you know, just get over it, get past it. Oh, no, it's fun. It's a fun conversation. Uh, I love it. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, great, great response game um, after you got shellacked by Dallas 10 to 4. You lose to the Rangers 3 to 2, unfortunately, in overtime. You still got a point there. And then you come in here, you didn't, you, you didn't, you, you didn't let the two nothing hole uh, get you down. And I started to feel, like, especially at, again near the end of that second period, and we tied that game up. It's like we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this game. I don't care what the numbers say when this team is trailing by two or for two periods. I don't care. We, I just knew we were gonna find a way to pull that one out and win. Uh, and I, people are gonna get back in the bandwagon after night. I don't care. I don't care. I, you know. I, I, I have, I am firmly on this bandwagon to the playoffs until they are mathematically out. I don't care if they're at 0.001%. I am still there um, because I love this hockey team so much. Um, you know, it's fun to play meaningful games in March. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that we haven't experienced in a long, long time. Uh, I know there are a lot of people out there that feel like to me, feel like to me. I, one thing that's bugged me a lot uh on sabers twitter i guess is there a certain accounts out there i'm not going to name them some people here might know who i'm talking about but certain accounts out there that just tend to tell fans how they should feel like dictate if people are crazy for feeling this how could you feel like this you know you're wrong you're marat you're you're a bunch of morons like you know for saying because they're mad at adams because he didn't make enough moves like i think fans have every right to feel however the hell they want to feel about this hockey team after the last decade you have every right to feel the way you want to feel. If you're mad at Kevin Adams because the only two moves he made was Riley Stillman and Jordan Greenway, you have the right to be mad, 100%, especially with the type of capital we have in the draft and the assets we have in the pipeline. If you're fine with it, you have every right to feel fine with it because either way, either move could have been could, could, could have been dictated as the right move. But if you're if we end up missing the, the, the playoffs by like two points, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be angry out there. Gonna be a lot of people are gonna be angry out there that enough wasn't done, but that's not a conversation to have now. It's just something that I wanted to get off my chest. Something's been kind of bugging me, you know. Some certain accounts out there that just say, "Tell fans how they should feel." I mean, you know, they should. You're you're crazy if you if, if you're mad at Kevin Adams. No, you know, you can feel however the hell you want to feel. I I'm I'm happy. I am very happy to an extent of the job Kevin Adams has done. Um, but I I've I've been upset with him too. 
I love the Jordan Greenway move, but I thought more could have been done too, uh, especially on your blue line. So, so you don't have situations where Jacob Bryson's in your lineup every other game. Uh, but we'll hit the peanut gallery here right now. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, before I even went live, there were a lot of comments already uh, ready to go. Uh, for some reason, I can't see them. Oh, there they are. All right. First one in the one, Bill McBillis. You love to see it. Blow leaves blow. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's a way of life, guys. Blow leaves blow. Not just here in Buffalo, but all across the NHL. Uh, They're going to get walked by the Bruins in the first round. Yeah, I mean, probably. You know, I don't care how much they did. It's just what they do. They get, they lose in the first round. They'll probably go up two or three games of nothing and then blow it. Uh, <clears throat> Tuck is Sabres captain, heart and soul, inspirational leader, plays with an edge. Amen. Holly also a scratch long overdue, has lost all confidence and mentally weak. I don't disagree with you. Um, I still think he's missed on the power play. Um, they went one for three day, but uh, I think he, having him out there makes Tage more dangerous because you have to respect both sides. That's just my opinion. But other than that, I mean, I understand why fans are angry. I'm angry too. He's pretty useless at five on five, and he's pretty snake bit. Um, Bryson needs to be scratched permanently. Pipsqueak, tiny leprechaun gets pushed around. Panics always a step slow. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. He is way too small. Uh, power play unit. Krebs middle step. Patrick Quinn looks disconnected. No identity. No flow. No puck possession. Krebs looks invisible. Past four games really. Before you finish. We got to get Mauricio to – he needs to be like a game notes guy because this guy, every time we go live, he's always here and he always comes with fire. He always comes with, you know, good good comments. He think It's well thought out. Whether I agree with him or not, I love it. I love every second of it. Uh, he knows that. Uh, we need Klager Pilot to replace Bryson. Why is Bryson on this team? Defensive liability always on the ice. Uh, I'm going to say it. It's good karma. I stop my channel and I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy listening to the expert. Thanks for the support, Dwayne. Goes there. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I expert, export, expert. Uh, but I, I'm just a fan. I'm a passionate fan, just like you. But I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's humbling. Um, Alex Tuck, absolutely, Cody. Alex Tuck, heart and soul of this team, and comes in and plays a fantastic game. Gets that first line going right again. Again, it, you know, it, it, there was something missing there. You know, you you had some you had some some fluid play when, when Quinn was on that line. Uh, it worked to an extent, but I mean, I think when this line is together, uh, Skin Tuck and Tage Thompson, um, I think Tage is still hurt too. By the way, I just don't I I don't see the same guy out there right now. Um, I think he's playing hurt. In even with him playing hurt, this, look how dangerous that line is. Uh, it's unbelievable. We're we're. We're one goal. We're one Jeff Skinner goal away from having three 30 goal scorers on this hockey team. And if Dylan Cousins, uh, you know, gets there, we'll have four. And if somehow Victor Olsen gets back in this lineup and he starts scoring again, we could have five. You never know. Uh, Leafs fans, Leaf Nation are so annoying, ignorant, self righteous. Pop is conceded. I would know I live here in. The six devils layer, go blue and gold, finish strong, make Buffalo proud. Absolutely, Mauricio. I love a positive Mauricio. It's the best, the best version of Mauricio. Uh Bryson started off well and then became Jacob Bryson again. I hope Samuelson is not so it is week to week. Um, I'm not sure. I think it said lower body. Uh don't quote me on that. But you know, when you hear week to week, it could be it could be a week. It could be what Alex Tuck was. Alex Tuck was what? About two and a half to three weeks, roughly, I think. 
somewhere around there. Welcome back, Alex Tuck, the man. I missed him. I think we all missed him. Can we, God, can we love Tuck anymore? I don't know, Monster. I don't know. Uh, I, I, again, I took a lot of hate going into the season. Before the season started, I said Alex Tuck should be the captain. And rightfully, a lot of people came in. Darlene, Darlene should be the next captain. He's been groomed to be. He got an A. Tuck didn't. I think that was more of a seniority thing. You, you know, you have the three most senior players on the team with letters, which I understood, uh, especially with Kyle getting the C. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion Darlene gets the C. I don't. I, I think that Tuck plays just as big of a role on this team as Darlene, without a doubt. Um, are we going to have four 30-goal scorers this year, regardless, five if Olsen get? I, I just said that. I agree. I think we have the potential to get five if Olsen gets his head out of his ass. Uh, Alex Tuck is the guy that keeps the glue together with this team. I think, I think, I'm not saying tonight proves that, but I think tonight is a great example of it because this is just a different hockey team when he's out there. They just are, you know, that top line. I think he's the key piece. He's the missing link to that line and them playing well together and them, you know, gelling well enough together. Uh, let's pay respect to Craig Anderson. Dude is getting it done at 40 plus. Yeah. Craig had a phenomenal game tonight. I know I, that Nylander shot at the end, he's got to have that. I know he, it was a snipe over the shoulder in between the posts, but, I mean, he's a guy – he's a goaltender that plays a hybrid – he still plays that classic late 90s, early 2000s style, kick half butterfly saves, stacking the pads. You saw it today or tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, normally, you know, for those goalies that are watching, the goalies that follow us, uh, there's what we what we call now a VH was vertical horizontal and then RVH reverse uh, reverse vertical horizontal, which is way you play on your post when the puck's in tight. Um, and a lot of goalies tend to give that spot up right around your head and the and, and with a, the post and the crossbar connect because you maybe overplay the RVH or you know most of the time it's the RVH. Um, you know, you give that spot up. But Craig is the type of guy who doesn't necessarily play the RVH. He will go down into it, but he's a guy who will stand tall on that post sometimes. I think especially normally on that glove side. And he dipped down and he gave it away. And, you know, Nylander made him pay. Luckily, uh, it didn't hurt us at the end of the game. You know, we still won four to three. And he, I think that makes him 21-9-4 and four all time against – or 21 – yeah, 21-9-4 and four all time against the Leafs, which he – he owns the Leafs the way, uh, who was it? Brian Elliott has owned the Sabres his entire career. Uh, you know, it's he, he just he comes prepared when it comes to the Leafs. He just switches it, switches it to another gear. Uh, well said about feeling about this team, Dwayne. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, never left the bandwagon and won't. This is fun again. I've said fro. Uh, oops, oh, oh, I've said from the beginning of the season that if they finish in the running, I consider it a successful season. Now we can't, now we can't stagnate, but I like what we've achieved this year. Yeah. I mean, even if we don't, even if we don't make the playoffs, I mean, how can you look at this season and be extremely disappointed? I mean, you'd be, yeah, you'd be disappointed if you finish outside looking in, you know, especially if you finish only a couple points out and you kind of look at what could have been, if we would have made more moves, the trade deadline, you know, maybe if we would have scratched, you know, Olsen earlier if we didn't have to that eight game losing streak uh earlier in the season this four game losing streak coming in tonight like you know what could have been you know you know even if we would have lost in the first round just to have that that atmosphere at the arena again a playoff hockey game would have been phenomenal uh monster tuck over Eichel. i mean yeah 
absolutely. I think I think Vegas fans might want that might want to uh, take that deal back. To be honest, made it to the game tonight. Such an effort by Tuck. So proud of the boys tonight. Huge win. Uh, always love it when you chime in. Uh, Aaron Newf. Uh, again, I sorry if I butcher that name. Uh, keep it off twenty six. Let him play and grow. Tuck is perfect. I agree. I think Tuck is built to be the captain. I think he's born to be the captain of this hockey team. And it's not. It's not a. Is it not not remotely an indictment against Rasmus Dahlin? It just isn't. Dahlin could be. I, I would be just fine with them giving the, the giving the Z to Dahlin after Akpolsa retires. But I think just Alex Tuck, as you've all commented, he's he's bred. He's born to be the captain of this hockey team. He just is. He just is. To me, I mean, he's the one. He, he's the number one answer as who you put that letter on once uh, once Akposo retires. Uh, let's yes, let's call Tuck the captain. But can we please start calling him Buffalo's Nature Boy? Absolutely, man. I I agree. Would you have been okay with the Sabers getting quick for what Vegas gave up? Um, yeah. I mean, Johnny Quick, man. He coming into today, he was three and zero with a shutout. I mean, and I think if the season ended today, they would play Los Angeles in the first round, which, you know, revenge revenge for uh, Johnny Quick for the way things ended for him. And um, with, you know, with uh, L.A., you know, a guy plays his whole career, wins two cups, you know, a Hall of Fame career. And, you know, for them to not even really consult with him about that trade to Columbus and then Columbus ships him back to Vegas. So obviously he can stay, stay close to home. Um, doesn't have to move. Uh, and then from Cody Merrill, two games in hand and only five points out of, out on the Islanders. I understand why fans have given up, but we're still in this. Yes, Tuck captain. Uh, Malkin didn't need to see. Kane didn't need to see. Some players prosper a lot without the stigma of the sea. I 100% agree, Monster. 100% agree. I think that Tuck, would, I think he would wear any letter with pride. He's wearing that jersey with pride. All he needs is that jersey. But I think. I, I think it would mean so much more to a guy like him. Not, not again, not an indictment against Darlene, not an indictment against Cousins, not against any player on that team. I just think it would take on a whole different meaning for a guy like Alex Tuck, for him and the city. It would to have a guy who I've said this a thousand times on this show. He was smiling ear to ear when he was traded to Buffalo and Find me another player in the NHL in that moment with everything that was going on around Buffalo, the controversy of the next surgery with Eichel, just losing Sam Reinhart, you know, rebuilding again, you know, finishing in the basement again. Um, everything that was going on with this team at that time. Find me another player in this league, in the world, who would have been smiling the way Alex Tuck was on that podium down at the Key Bank Center uh, when they introduced him as a Buffalo Sabre. Uh, from being traded from a cup contender to the last place team in the National Hockey League. You're not going to find another player. You won't. You won't. And that's what this team and that's what that jersey means to him. Um, Leafs suck. Leafs are blowhard. I, I love it how much you just hate, hate, hate Leafs fans. Uh, absolutely means more to 89 like it would mean more to 26 to be the C of his home team. Yeah, agreed. I, again, I'd be fine with Darlene being, you know, being the captain. I know we're not trying to have a – long conversation about who's the, should be the next captain of this hockey team, but it is something to talk about. It's, it's a talking point for sure. You know, more so in the off season when we, we know what Kyle Ocposo decides in terms of his career. But um, 
it's a talking point. I think it's one that should be brought up again because I think that is the guy that it should be given to. Um, half off topic, but I'd like to hear your take on the goaltending situation, especially after Andy's performance tonight. Is Lucan and fine considering defense, or was Marty right about about him not being the guy after it asked Andy hang up about? Uh, so so Marty said that he he doesn't foresee UPL being the number one guy. I think that's what you're saying after uh, Anderson uh, retires. Um, I've never, it's funny you say Marty. So I I, I kind of look at Uko Pekalukinen, um with the injury history, kind of the inconsistencies sometimes. Like he does show up big and big, some in, in big moments, but then, you know, he'll go into a stretch of cold, cold hockey where he'll let, he'll let, you know, muffins in here and there. And, you know, his game has come a long way since last year. And yes, it does take goalies longer to develop. But when I look UPL at face value right now, to me, is Marty Baran. I think that Mar- I think that right now Ukupekalukinen is a very serviceable, probably one of the better one Bs in the league. Uh, much like you could have a situation with what you know Columbus has had for so long uh, before they traded Corpusello and Elvis and Corpusello. Um, a situation like that where, you know, if, you know, you're running to a long stretch of games, you know, four games and six nights, whatever it is, you can rely on UPL to be the guy for one or two of those games. But I just don't know if right now I could look at him as the full-time starter. And I think with trading Portillo, them not dra- addressing goaltender at the deadline, to me, that just says that uh, they've paved the way for Devin Levi. And uh, they've made, they're making it known to him that this is your job, you know, pretty much when you want it. They they have a ton of belief in him, and um, you know, unfortunately, they lost to Providence in the uh, hockey East quarterfinals the other night. And I know that I mean he I, I you know I've spoken to Justin Ritzkoyan, uh, his best friend and team at Northeastern, and you know they're 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 heartbroken over there. I mean, rightfully so. That's the whole reason why he went back to school to begin with, was have another chance at that. And um, unfortunately, they're not going to be in the dance this year. Uh, but Devin had a phenomenal season. He's nominated for the Mike Richter Award again. Um, he's nominated for Hockey East Player of the Year. Um, I'm not sure about uh, – he's he's Hockey East Goaltender of the Year. And um, I'm not sure about the Hobie Baker Award. Um, he might be in that conversation. I'm not sure, but he should be, in my opinion, because again, he had a phenomenal year. Um, a nine nine three four save percentage. I think it was a two two five goals against. Um, on a much more, you know, I'm not gonna say worse team at Northeastern, but I don't think they had as much firepower this year as they had last. And Justin, Justin, you know, you know, again, friend of the program, came a long way this year. Uh, best faceoff man in all college hockey, and uh, you know, I you know a decision will probably be made soon. I'd imagine. So, you know, here's, here's the hope. Uh, uh, Dwayne stick it to biz and dangle. Uh, yeah, I absolutely will. After I get off here, just stay, pay attention to my page. You know, I'm going to hundred percent. Um, another, Oh, oh, uh, I honestly think Levi will pass UPL at some point. Kid has more poise and clutch and will only get better. I hundred percent agree. Um, if you if you've ever if you've ever played played goaltend you know been a goalie you know study the position you know Devin Levi is such the perfect kid to watch when trying to 
show a young goaltender their proper mechanics of the position because everything he does is so fluid. His feet, how quick they are, how mentally strong of a goaltender he is, you know, how he moves in his crease, how aggressive he is, and you know how when he how he controls his depth when he backs into his net. Uh, when 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 the play is coming at him, like he 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 is perfect depth control, uh, and, and I can't wait to see him at the professional level, whether it's in Rochester this year and the NHL this year, next year. I can't wait because I think he's going to be phenomenal. And like for reference, I think that he's had like a top three greatest all time career in terms of college hockey. He's right up there with Ryan Miller in terms of like the types of career he's had at the college level. It's, it's actually pretty insane. Um, but I digress. We're going to go over some stats here from tonight's game. Uh, we kind of went off, went a little, a little bit off topic there, but uh, again, Sabres win four to three, uh, 33, 28 and five. I think that's the updated uh, record uh, record. I think they were 32, 28 and five coming into tonight, 33, 28 and five goal and assist from Dylan cousins. Owen Power with two assists. J.J. Paterka with two assists. I think it's five in the last five games for him, too. Uh, Alex Tuck with two goals. Jack Quinn with a goal. Skinner with an assist. Riley Stimmel with an assist. Tage Thompson with a beautiful assist to an Alex Tuck goal. And then Craig Anderson, 25 saves on 28 shots against. Phenomenal 2-0 save there at the end when it was still 4-2. Uh, you know, that was a game save. Honestly, it might have been a game-saving save uh, because they made it 4-3 not too long after that. Uh, you know, definitely could have been the game saving, uh, 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 stop. Sorry. Uh, Austin Matthews, the goal and two assists, uh, Mitch Marner, two assists, uh, Kelly Mark with an, with a goal, uh, Alexander Kerfoot with an assist and Willie Nylander with a goal, the third goal there late in the th- very, very, very late in the third period, uh, 25 saves on 29 shots against for Matt Murray. I'm not sure if that's his first game back from injury. It might be. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah. And the schedule upcoming is, you know, not easy. Um, this road trip, Washington, they're right up there with you in the standings. Um, you know, you need a win there. You absolutely need a win there. Uh, then you have the Flyers on Friday, uh, also away, and you return home to play the Bruins. One o'clock matinee game on March nineteenth, Sunday. Uh, the Predators. Back at home again on Tuesday the twenty first. Uh, still at home against the Devils. The Devils you know, with newly added Timo Meyer. Uh, that's gonna be a very tough game. Very very tough game. And then you're back on the road against the Islanders. That is gonna be a huge game. I can't. I, I cannot. You know, stress that enough. How big of a game that's gonna be on March twenty fifth. If you can uh, rip off some wins here to get back into this race, that could be like honestly a season deciding. Uh, season deciding uh, a game right there, you know, whether you're going to be in this or not, depending on how you play up into that point and whether you can take two points in a four point game, you know, from uh, the Islanders, you take, you, you gain two points on them in the stands. You, you prevent them from getting two as well. Excuse me. Oh yeah, there it is. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, phenomenal effort from this team tonight. Being down two nothing, um, things were looking a little bleak there. The first half of that game, uh, you know, you were scratching your head again, like how is this team not showing up in these big moment games, especially against a team like Toronto? Nobody ever wants to lose to Toronto, especially me. Everybody knows that I fucking hate the Leafs. 
Love Leafs fans. I know some people don't like I'm friends with a lot of Leafs fans. Um, it's hard for me to hate on them. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I, cause I can, I mean, we can obviously relate to an extent to the heartbreak of Buffalo sports to being a Maple Leafs fan. Uh, it sucks. You know, yeah, uh, you know, the teams have always been good at selling hope. Uh, hopefully we're not in the business of selling hope anymore. Uh, from Colin Donnie here. Uh, I think Levi will pass Lucanen in time, but at what cost will Tuck be pushing 30 by then? Will Tage be at past his prime? Will another key player suffer a career-affecting injury? Um, I mean, that you're really thinking really far ahead of that. Um, you still have Darlene. You have t- you, 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 you'll still have Tuck. You'll still have uh, Tage. But you got Darlene, who's, what, 22 years old. Owen Power is even 21 yet. Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka. You'll have Matthew Savoy. Yuri Kulik in the system, ready to go. Will Noah Austin still be around? I'm not sure. Will Isaac Rosine still be around? I'm not sure. Will Ryan Johnson be a part of this program? I don't know. But um, I think you have a lot of draft capital, a lot of money to work with. I think this team is in very good shape for the next, honestly, like five to eight years, as long as you, you know, you still continue to develop uh, to a certain extent, develop the talent you have right now, but don't be afraid to use the blueprint of the Bruins and the and the uh, the lightning and the Blackhawks of the past, uh, the Kings of the past, and use the assets you do have to get better in the now. Uh, you know those teams have done that; they've made a career of doing that. You know Pittsburgh made a career of doing that. You know finding players that are good now in return for assets of your own, whether it be picks or prospects. I mean, I think we'll be at that point next year where you start to see maybe moves like that. You know, again, depending on what's going on with the organization. Um, also, uh, in the standings, let's see here, NHL standings, we currently sit fifth in the Atlantic, I believe, with 71 points. I've, I'm assuming this has been updated. Uh, two points behind the Panthers, and then, I mean, we're way behind everybody else in the Atlantic, uh, but... With that being said, again, I'm not sure if these these standings have been updated. If somebody can correct me in the comments, uh, is it is it 70 uh, 71 points? 33 wins for 71 points. Uh, Senators are right on our tail there. Uh, same amount of games played. They're only a point back. Uh, the uh, Red Wings are only a couple points back. Canadians are so far behind. <laughs> uh, in the Metropolitan Division, uh, you know, you have the Islanders at 76 points. Um, the Capitals at 71 points right there, neck and neck with us. Uh, we have a game in hand on them, um, tie with them in the standings. And then, I mean, the Flyers at 59, Blue Jackets at 47. So, I mean, again, we, we're only five, if, if this is the standings right now, we're at 71 points. We're only five points behind the Islanders right now. I mean, that is the most likely catchable team for the Buffalo Sabres right now. Um, 78 points with the Penguins. They're kind of a little bit out of reach, but you have two games in hand on the New York Islanders. And uh, that's four points right there. If, if, if you take full advantage of those two games in hand, you're right back in this. I don't care what anybody says. You are. This is such a big win tonight. Such a, uh, you know, a statement win. I know we've had a couple of those this season, but this was a very, very, very big win for this hockey team, without a doubt. Uh, looking at some of this, you know, if you're a stats guy, you want to know any updated stats 
for this team. Uh, again, you have Alex Tuck scoring his 30th goal of the season. Um, Jeff Skinner, one short of 30. Um, Dylan Cousins getting his 26th goal of the season. You would expect, barring injury, he will get 30 this year. Uh, and then Victor Olofsson, again, who didn't play tonight, uh, 24 goals on the season. If he gets back in the lineup, I would expect that, uh, you know, a decent amount of games he'd, he'd at least inch, inch closer to 30 goals uh, there for Buffalo on the season. Uh, and then Jack Quinn getting his 13th, uh, 13th goal for 30 points on the year. Um, actually 31. I'm not sure if he had a goal and an assist tonight. I think he did. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, they they set 71 points. Cause this isn't, this is not an updated standings and they have it here on us. CBS.com. They have the Sabres at 32, 28 and five. So yes, those were updated stats, 33, 28 and five for the Sabres for 71 points. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I just, <sighs> such a good night when you beat the Leafs, man. It really is. I, I can't stress that enough. I, I, I say that a lot, but I fucking hate losing to them, man. I hate when they come to our arena and they, and they overflow, overflow our arena in the lower bowl, sing their stupid songs, stupid chants, you know, I just, I, I love sending them home when they play here, at least sad for two, that two and a half hour drive, however long they're waiting on the throughway to get back over the border. I love every second of it. Go home, sad, melancholy, whatever you want to call it. Blow leaves blow, right? Blow leaves blow. We have some more comments here in the peanut gallery, actually quite a few more. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, love your show, brother. Reach out whenever. And I got you. Love you, my dude. Love you too, monster, man. I don't know if you're still on there. I hope you, uh, hope you hear that. Uh, love to have you on sometime for a post game for sure. Um, from Dal, uh, Donald Sparaza, Alex Tuck was a beast tonight. Absolutely. I get again. I think he's the heart and soul of this team. Greg, I think Adams is thinking ahead of it in term. I'm sorry. Thinking ahead to if this team Peters out a little by the time it all comes together by having more young straps in the mark making waiting to be replaced the older guys. I mean, yes and no. I think that you have a lot of players. You have so much talent in your pipeline right now that eventually if it does become a numbers game, you're going to have talk till 2030, cousins till 2030. I'd imagine they'll get Darlene Lock till 2030. Owen Power maybe beyond that. I mean, it's a numbers game. Jack Quinn, Paterka. If Ryan Johnson is going to be part of the team, like eventually all these players, they're all probably not going to be on this team. Not all of these players you've already drafted. Your Ozine, your Oslin. You know, I I I I feel pretty good that Savoy and Kulik will be pushing to be on this team next year. But it's no not a foregone conclusion that those other two guys are on this team next year. Those other your your two uh, your other two first round draft picks out of the five you've used over the last two seasons. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. That's maybe where you, you you maybe you package them with picks or together to get a player that's ready to win now for the for, for the foreseeable future rather than down the line. Um, from Donald, it's very frustrating how amazing we played tonight against a difficult team, mind you, but we can't win at home when we need it. Yeah, you know, like that Blue Jackets. I think the Blue Jackets game was at home. I want to say it was. Uh, against the one of the worst teams in the league and we can't get a W there. It might have, that one might have been a road game though. From Will Will McBillis, 
uh, McBills. Yeah, we are at 71. Yep, that's, yep, that's what I thought. Isles is the team we are chasing five points out from being from them with two to three games. And I think right now we have two games in hand. Also, Greg, if we could swap Bryson for Clay, we might have a better chance at the playoffs. Bryson just isn't doing it for me. He isn't doing it for a lot of people, man. Uh, even though I don't think he had a terrible, terrible game tonight, but um, he, he's just too small. Um, I am not sure what I'm looking at right now because my screen's kind of small. Sent a bunch of emojis here, Greg. I don't know what we're looking at, bud. Uh, smoke, smoke, smoke. Yeah, uh, again, big win tonight. Blow, leaves blow. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say. Um, I'm kind of tapped out. Uh, we're past 11 o'clock here. Um, I'm super pumped going to bed, super happy. Uh, after a big, 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 big four to three win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, other things I saw, one thing I did want to mention too, is when Buffalo plays as physical as the opponent and they don't allow themselves to get pushed around, they win hockey games. They do. Um, I think this team 10 has had a tendency to fold when, when the play gets a little physical tonight, they didn't, you saw that big hit by Dalian on map. He's behind the net early in the game. Um, you know, Stillman, had, you know, was throwing the body around a little bit. Tuck was finishing his checks. You know, when you play physical, when you meet their physical play with your own physical play, because you just cannot beat these teams always on talent alone. You have to get in the grimy areas. You have to get pucks on net. You have to be willing to take a beating to win right now because you're not going to win games right now like the way your Boston's, your Tampa, and, uh, you know, the way that, you know, um, I'm sorry, Toronto win games, just a lot of time on tailing alone where they don't have to play chip and chase hockey all the time. And, you know, where their, their transitions into the offensive zone, you know, you know, their, their zone entry is always flawless. Sometimes it's not the case for us and we have to get, you know, you have to, you know, grip your stick a little tighter, get in there and take a beating and we will be willing to give a beating. So, uh, you know, I like that about their game tonight. They match their physical play with their own. I think, Toronto only hit him by like two hits tonight. Uh, you know, we took over a lot of the, you know, we were one for three on the power play. Uh, I think face offs are pretty damn dead. Even um, you played a really even game with Toronto tonight. You really did. And um, you know, you want a huge game, a division game again, not that the division matters right now. The wild card is where, what we're looking at, looking forward to. Uh, but again, you just love to beat the Leafs. So. Uh, remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on George River Boulevard. Uh, don't haste all your Sabres game night, game day, or any just type of need. Get over to Outlet Liquor. Uh, tell them Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, and I'll hang up and listen. Sent you. With that being said, if you guys got nothing left to say, I'm going to call it an early night. Um, I'll hang up and listen. And let's go Sabres. Love you guys. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.